What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. Want to welcome you back for another episode. I'm here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. It's been a long week, but uh, but yeah, things are things are pretty good. So, what about you? Uh, same here. It has felt like a very long week, but we are <laughs> we are in the back half of it. So I, no, it's I, true. I do feel excited about that. The weekend is now closer than it is further away. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Um, so let's get started. We have a news and game talk episode today, and we got uh, a couple things we'd like to cover. Uh, but first off, before we dive into that, uh, we want to thank everyone for uh, joining in or just signing up and entering the giveaway that we had for the Iron Wolf Steam Keys. And if you guys uh, missed it, we did an interview with the developer, Phil Smith, on last week's episode. And uh, it was fantastic. We love the game. We've actually had a chance to jump into it uh, with each other and play the multiplayer part. And we've had a lot of fun. I, I, have you had a chance to jump into it since, Ronnie? Yeah, I, I did a couple times, actually. And like you said, like every time you... It, it's It's just so much fun and it's really... Uh, it's, it's challenging, but at the same time, like, you know, not too challenging. Like it's, it's just the perfect balance, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And there's, I, I'm just hoping that, you know, people, people start to discover it a little bit more and, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for where it's going to go. But yeah, so you guys should check out the interview. Uh, there's lots of cool stuff that they are working on and, uh, we are very excited for where it is going, but, uh, let's go ahead and announce the winners. And so I just randomly drew this uh, a little bit earlier today off of all of the comments that were left on YouTube. And I'm just going to read off the YouTube usernames. So if you hear your name, reach out to us, shoot us a message on the back end of our channel. If you just go to the about page uh, and let us know. And we'll also, uh, we'll also comment on there to let you guys know uh, that you won. But our first winner is Alex Cromwell. Second winner is Stuart Wilson. And the third winner is David, just David. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no last name necessary, but yeah. So Alex Cromwell, Stuart Wilson and David. So reach out to us guys, shoot us a message and we will get those keys over to you because we want you in this game and to be playing with us. And uh, yeah, let us know actually, if you're going to jump into a game so that uh, we can join you. Um, but yeah, moving on, let's start with news as we usually do. Ronnie, you ready to go? Yeah, there's actually a lot of news items this week that, that looked pretty interesting. All stuff that were kind of up our alley. So kind of yeah, excited about that. It's interesting. I was talking to, so I was talking to Damon earlier today and like, it's it, not, not to, not to downplay any of the news that we're about to talk about, but at the same time, there does seem to be this kind of like calm before the storm you know with mm -hmm. like star trek bridge crew coming out in literally a couple weeks with mm -hmm. e3 i'm sure everybody's like excited and waiting for all the crazy stuff that's going to drop then um yep. yeah so i you know news i, I don't want to say has been sparse but the you know the articles that we're going to cover today or that the topics that we're going to cover today uh, there's there's definitely been meteor stuff in the past <laughs> i'll say yeah. that yeah no i i feel like you're right in in terms of like a lot of the uh, stuff that we're going to talk about today are almost like teasers to real announcements yeah no very very true so let's let's go ahead and jump into it first off uh we are going to congratulate alchemy labs for uh being acquired by google and so if you are not familiar with Alchemy Labs, whether you are a new Vive owner or ha have had it since the beginning, if you've had it since the beginning, then you should know what Job Simulator is. Uh, that I think that was bundled with the Vive initially, but they, they're the yep. creators of Job Simulator and then they teamed up 
uh, to make the Rick and Morty game, which just came out recently and had a very similar feel to Job Simulator. But um, they are, yeah, they're one of the first game studios to uh, to be, you know, with the Vive during launch. And obviously they're working on Rift titles now, but they got bought out by, or so, I'm sorry, they got acquired by Google and um, they're excited about it. They, uh, on their blog post, they said that they are going to continue making games for the Vive and the Rift. So that is good news. Uh, and I'm just hoping that the extra resources will will just make these games a little bit more polished and maybe have a little bit more depth. But what are your thoughts on that, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're hearing a lot of studios uh, getting acquired or uh, raising money and capital. It's, it's, chips are starting to fall. I'm excited, man. Yeah, no, it's 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 great news because especially for a, a developer like that that has you know put out solid products and has shown that they know what they're doing in VR. It's great to see you know companies like Google take notice and give them you know a little bit more stability. I mean, having having a company like Google behind you is obviously huge in terms of you know knowing that you actually will have the funds to to carry through future products and. And just, you know, I'm sure it's a huge boost in confidence as well. Um, you know, Job Simulator was a game that I think, especially early on, really showed uh, some of the fun and exciting things that we, you know, we'd see coming with VR. Uh, it really took advantage of the platform. And I, I think, I mean, as far as interactivity goes, it's one of the, it was one of the standout titles at the time. It kind of set the bar as far as, you know, while it's, a lot of the stuff is kind of disposable and kind of silly. You're just throwing things around and doing whatever. I mean, it definitely, after playing a game like that and then stepping into games that are less interactive, you, uh, you know, you definitely kind of, uh, you know, appreciate the type of freedom that they give you in a game like Job Simulator and then, you know, translates over to, uh, you know, their, their more recent Rick and Morty titles. So, so they definitely know that, VR is kind of its own beast and they their games you know take advantage of a lot of those mechanics and take advantage of the fact that you're using motion controls and you're in a in a room scale environment uh, to a decent you know to a, to a great level actually so um, I'm excited to see what kind of future uh, you know innovations that they'll bring to the table in their in their titles and yeah it's just it's great to hear so no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think one of the coolest things about Job Simulator that, you know, even still, what, a year after the Vive has been launched, not all games have adopted, but I, the the ability to interact with pretty much everything that they put in mm -hmm. uh, is, is something that I feel like all VR games need to adopt, at least to a certain extent, because... Uh, I, it's it's that level of immersion, right? Once you can start grabbing things, once you can start, you know, flipping through or whatever, you know, the moment you try to grab something and you realize you can't, not because of anything physical, but literally because of the digital code that <laughs> will not allow you to, uh, mm. that, you know, that I know we've discussed that previously as being, you know, a, somewhat of an immersion breaker, but you know, they they really kind of set the bar really high with that, and then again with the Rick and Morty game, so. I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for the fact that you know Google is staying active. You know, it seems like Google has a very good relationship with with HTC and the Vive. So, um, you know, as long as as long as they're not going to be closed platform and take content away from the Vive, I, I'm, I'm happy. And it, it seems like with them focusing on the Vive and the Rift, there's going to be some even better content coming out. So, 
we'll look forward yeah. to that. Hope to, hope hope that they can come out with something by the end of this year. I know we're we're almost God, we're almost halfway through the year at this point, but it'll be great to see uh, you know what their next title looks like with Google behind them. You know, it's kind of actually interesting. Just as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about um, you know about some things. We've there's a lot of uh, focus on kind of you know ways that developers can add to the hardware experiences of VR in order to to increase immersion. Like I, you've seen, you know, haptic feedback sensors um, and different types of hardware related to haptic feedback to give people a sense of really being able to touch things within a game environment. But uh, you know, I think more emphasis needs to be placed on the software side of things. And the fact that when interactivity is done well in a game, whether you have super convincing haptics or not, I think, I think, you know, having, ha- having a wide range of, of interactivity within your title itself um, can do so much uh, without the need for extra hardware. Like I said, like a game like job simulator, while I'm sure would be, absolutely mind-blowing if you could actually feel the objects with using haptics and whatnot. I mean, when you're in, in those titles and you can just kind of interact with everything and throw it all around, as you're interacting, you're not really thinking whether or not something is there or not there. You feel like the environment is real because you can interact with it in a, in a real way, in a sense. And and I think that's the key that, you know, when we talk about immersion breaking, uh, you know, situations where, you know, you're in a, an amazing looking environment, but you try to interact with an object or push against something and nothing happens. I think, I think your brain kind of fills in a lot of the gaps as far as whether something feels tangible or not based on whether or not you're interacting with it. So, um, yeah, just, just some food for thought, I guess is that, uh, you know, games like the ga- the types of games that Alchemy has put out so far, um, I think really do take advantage of the current hardware as best they can in that even though the haptics at this stage are not super, you know, well-developed and there isn't really a ton of ways to feel objects in virtual reality, you still get that sense because they do such a good job of, of making the environment interact, interactive and, and, and moldable, you know, for the user. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. It's, there's, there's something to be said about focusing on the software and like, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you said, where it's just a matter of maximizing what we have right now. And I feel like they, they absolutely do a great job with that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they come out with um, moving forward. But I, I wonder if they're going to make any more updates to games like Job Simulator or Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, kind of, I kind of feel like I, they, they're probably, yeah, if I were them, I'd be wanting to move on to new projects. But. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, uh, that, that makes sense. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated with uh, any other news or if they make any announcements in terms of upcoming titles. But for now, uh, congratulations to the team over there and uh, looking forward to, uh, to what they got going on next. Um, cool. So news item number two, and we're, we're going to rip through these next ones because they're a little bit on the, uh, smaller, just kind of announcement size. But, uh, Ronnie, you actually brought this up earlier that steam is creating a 
section for 360 videos. Did you have any more info on that? Yeah, I mean, I haven't gone to actually try it yet myself, but I thought it was definitely worth mentioning. Um, I, I, you know, I was on uh, on Upload VR and, and, and saw the article and thought, you know, oh, this is you know something that we should at least mention on the podcast for anyone that over the weekend kind of wants to mess around with something. Yeah, it looks like Steam. Um, Steam is creating, it says, yes, so Steam's launching a VR video section. And along, along the lines there, they're, they're you know, using that, they say it's powered by Pixvana's Spin Studio. And I'm not really super familiar about that. The article mainly talks about, uh, you know, kind of balancing speed versus quality and being able to, you know, allow people to gain access to these 360 content, these videos, um, easily, but also in a relatively, you know, high quality. And it, you know, it's just something that I think to some extent was missing from the Vive up to this point. I think there was more of that type of content that was easily accessible on the Oculus side, especially on, you know, Gear VR and kind of the, the more mobile, you know, lower end versions of VR, because, that's, I, I think, to some degree, what those headsets are, are, you know, kind of focusing on is kind of the, you know, the the simpler types of content. Um, so there wasn't always like a super easy, you know, singular way of, of gaining access to the. There were lots of apps in Steam that you could purchase that would then help you, you know, view and access 360 videos. But there was nothing, as far as I knew, that was Steam specific that let you do that. So. Now that I think it's a good move on, on Steam's part to kind of try to, to get that functionality um, be built in a little bit more and be a little bit more consistent. And some of the content that's available initially um, includes uh, Alien Covenant, you know, the, the Alien Covenant VR yep, experience, yep. which which I, I didn't know it was actually a 360 video experience. Uh, I haven't tried it myself yet, but I mean, I still do want to check it out especially if, if it's for free. And then there's also a Lego Batman experience. It's the Batmersion experience. <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah, all those things, like, I want to go and check them out, and especially if they're all, like, free videos, um, you know, why not? But I just, I thought it was worth mentioning because, uh, you know, this is stuff that I feel like just adds, uh, you know, functionality and features to the Steam VR. Uh, you know, features that you already have. So, yeah. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's, it was almost like a little frustrating, like having probably one of the, the, at least in my opinion, one of the, the highest end headsets and not being able to watch, not having like being able to easily watch 360 videos and having to find like hacks and workarounds to watch content that is actually, you know, meant for, I guess, some of the lower end stuff, like the mobile stuff, uh, mobile systems, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're finding a place to organize this and make it easy for people to search and access. So, um, I just heard about this from you, so I'll be checking it out and we'll report back if, if there's anything cool and that we need to, to talk about further. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Couple more. The, the next one I think you brought up as well was the, the NVIDIA press conference. Yep. And again, like super busy day. Haven't really gotten a chance. I, I usually like watching the NVIDIA stuff, some, it's kind of hit and miss sometimes. Like this one, it was, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact name of the conference. I believe it's uh, GDC. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was GDC this time. And 
specifically um, the the conference was less consumer focused and more you know Nvidia tends to have conferences that are more consumer product focused and then ones that are more kind of higher level like AI robotics that kind of stuff um, and this one was the latter so it wasn't as much of a consumer conference uh, you know press conference per se but uh, they still showed some stuff that I think was pretty relevant um, besides you know unveiling the first version of their next uh, GPU, which again, they didn't really release any consumer, you know, level specifics or anything. But you know, besides some of that stuff, they did have a, a VR demo, and they 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 announced this project is called Project Holodeck, which is an upcoming social VR experience that uh, that that's being worked on by Nvidia, and it basically allows multiple users to. Uh, interact with each other in a single digital space. So we've seen a lot of this stuff before with you know Facebook and 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 now again with you know Facebook, Microsoft to some extent. Now you know this Nvidia uh, kind of demo, just showing people being able to interact with each other um, in VR in a specific environment, but also interacting with objects and being able to collaborate in some kind of a VR space. So the demo itself kind of showed off um, different, you know, supposed engineers working on, you know, a, a potential, you know, sports car model or something. And again, I kind of want to, you know, check it out. But they were showing off realistic physics and and really hyping up the idea that multiple users in VR being in a space together, but also um, being in that space and being able to manipulate objects with with realistic and believable physics um, can actually lead to, you know, some pretty amazing, uh, you know, insights and experiences. So, so that was just something cool. I think for anyone that might be interested in kind of what NVIDIA might be up to as far as uh, VR technologies and what some of this stuff might look like, uh, you know, I encourage you to, you know, go to Google or, or YouTube to see if there's any clips and, and look up uh, GTC, uh, 2017 NVIDIA and Project Holodeck and just check it out for yourself because it, it is kind of some cool stuff. So, Yeah, and what, what actually gets me um, even more excited is the enterprise applications and of, of what this can actually be, you know, just exactly because obviously, okay, gaming and entertainment will, will always be there and I, I'm excited for, for where that's going to go. But, you know, when you can start having like conferences or, or meetings over virtual spaces like that's going to disrupt so many different industries travel business like it's it's going to be really fascinating to see how that plays out and uh you know nvidia talking about this like i said i'm sure it's not just from a, a social or entertainment standpoint uh, there's going to be a lot of enterprise and business solutions that i think this will solve and uh you know with both of us kind of being in that world it's I'm just curious to see what, what the workplace is going to look like in, in 10 years. No, I agree. And I mean, for those, I, I'm not exactly, again, like I'm going to kind of check this out a little bit more after we're done recording here. Um, but Project Holodeck will be available for early access in September of this year. So for anybody kind of interested, definitely watch the video and then kind of just be on the lookout for any announcements regarding this type of software. So, Yep, yep. Cool, man. Okay, well, let's let's hit the last point before we go to our game talk. And 
for anybody who is a comic book or well, just a Marvel fan in general and superhero fan, uh, Marvel Games, uh, the senior vice president, Jay Ong, uh, said recently, I think uh, the article we were referencing was on GameSpot, but there's there's several out there that are covering the story now. But he he was talking about VR games coming to well the the fact that the, they are working on VR games, um, and you know this is under the Marvel branch with Marvel properties, and we've been talking about superhero games and how we're excited for the different VR mechanics we've come across in a lot of these indie titles and waiting to see how they play out in, you know, some of these bigger studios or being able to, well, you know, we're talking Marvel. So being able to fly around like Iron Man or being able to, to zip around like uh, Spider-Man swing from building to building uh, it's coming. And that's exciting to hear. I'm, 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 I don't know. What are your thoughts? You're, you're the one that kind of pointed me yeah. in that direction too. No, yeah, no, I was just super excited about it. Cause like you said, uh, there have been so many examples of games that kind of, you know, have little bits of pieces of abilities that you might expect a superhero to have. There's even games that focus more, you know, heavily on superhero type power specifically. And it's just always been one of those things to me. It was kind of a no brainer. Uh, it would be just amazing if you had these specific powers and you were in the worlds of some of, you know, these franchises that everybody loves so much. And, uh, so it's, yeah, it's just super exciting to hear that Marvel recognize this, that they know that there's a lot of exciting, uh, you know, opportunities to be had in VR and that they're working on it. And, uh, in the past, I'd say that Marvel properties have kind of had a rough time in, in the video game world. I mean, there have been exceptions here, here and there. I believe Activision, um, and Neversoft studios, I believe had been, had, you know, a few, like a handful of Spider-Man games that came out in the, what, probably early 2000s that were pretty good. And there were a couple of games here and there. There was like a decent Wolverine game on, uh, on the 360 and PS3. But, you know, besides that, I, a lot of the Marvel titles haven't had great video game outings up to this point, but it looks like Marvel's really going to be trying to change that. And, you know, there's a Marvel Heroes game that's out that I've heard great things about on the PC, and I think it it's either coming or has came to consoles recently. Um, so th- there's that, and then you know, there's uh, Insomniac Games is working on a Spider-Man title, I believe, uh, for Marvel, and they're you know they they had amazing superhero games on on the PlayStation platforms uh, previously. Um, not franchised games, obviously they were their own IP, but you know they they show that they can make great open world superhero type games, and so now they're going to get a crack at a specific Marvel franchise, and so it seems like Marvel's really trying to step up their their game, so to speak, in the video no game world. Intended, <laughs> exactly. I, it was just too mad. I just had to let it flow. <laughs> but yeah, so so it does seem like they're trying to make an effort and. A lot of the the studios that they're working with seem to be the right types of collaborations. And so while we don't have any firm announcements yet on VR, uh, he wasn't shy about mentioning that, you know, they've been thinking about this quite a bit since, since, you know, late last year. And they're, you know, pretty invested in it and they're working hard on some things. So it, it almost sounded like, we should expect some announcements at E3, though. He didn't specifically go out and say, you know, 100% that that was going to be the case. But 
So at any rate, it's yeah. just great well, he, news. And yeah, he, he did say that they were, they like, it's been something they've been following since late last year and kind of coyly yeah. said instead, you know, uh, we, we have an announcement soon uh, yeah. without, you know, kind of smiling a wink. So I, I'm assuming just like you, it's E3, but um, hope it might be sooner. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, and it, and it sounds like they're really, when they say, uh, like just some of the language in the GameSpot article, the the interview with him, just it seems to me like it's more involved than just simply putting something out that's simple and and not really VR, you know. So like like a game like 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 Batman Arkham VR, for as good as it is, it's kind of you know a console game that's being ported in a sense and pulled over with certain assets to VR. To me, at least, it sounded like Marvel has been... It sounds like Marvel's approaching VR in a different direction than it is with its other video game you know, projects. So I'm hoping that we see some stuff that's made from the ground up for VR specifically that really you know, capitalizes on what can be done only, on, only in the VR platforms. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, either way, you know, VR is still in a very baby stage right now, and um, you just want to see these bigger companies getting involved. So Marvel taking these steps, I think, is is something that uh, everyone should celebrate. And uh, you know, hopefully, these games when they come out will will be on par with a lot of the experiences that we're having, or maybe even push those to the next level. Yep, agreed. Cool, Matt. Well, let's uh, let's transition to game talk then. Did you want to go first or second? Sure, I can. I can go first. Um, there's not a ton for me to talk about on this title. I only got a, a limited opportunity to play it, but it's definitely worth mentioning. And and I think I, I played enough to at least you know point people in the right direction so that they can make up their own minds. So the game that I played this week was Bullet Sorrow VR, and uh, it's. I mean, the best way to describe it, and other people, um, I was kind of looking at some of the reviews in the Steam uh, store on the title, and, and people refer to it as kind of basically time crisis in VR. And, and there's definitely some truth to that, because I feel like a lot of the things that I really liked about it are things that, you, that I like in, in time crisis and those types of uh, you know, more classic you know, arcade shooting titles. Um, Basically, I mean, the story, I, I couldn't follow if there is one or not. I, like, I, you know, so don't come to this for the story. <laughs> okay. um, basically, I mean, it, you start out and you're just, you know, you, you do a really brief tutorial and they put you right into the action. There's single player and multiplayer. And the single player, you just go right along and it's, it's guided similar to a light gun game in that, in that, while there's teleportation, they limit you to uh, like they limit you to section of section by section of the map, and sometimes it can get a little frustrating. But I know I can see why they do it. It kind of keeps the flow of the game going at a reasonable pace. You basically you know get your gun and you know take out enemies coming at you from different you know, various entry points in the environment until all those enemies are taken out. And then you shoot and you shoot like kind of a little indicator saying that you're done with that area and you move on to the next level. And the next, you know, the next 
I shouldn't say level. You move on to the next area. And the next area is usually the next portion of that map that you, that you can see in the distance. It's just rather than they let you teleport around within a certain limited square. And those squares are, you know, several times larger than the largest play area that you could possibly make. So, so it is kind of a, you know, larger room environment, but you're kind of stuck within that zone until you, you, you kill all the enemies that are coming at you at that zone. And then, and then that's when it lets you proceed to the next portion of the level. And now you can teleport around that portion and you deal with the enemies coming at you. And it does, like I was saying, it, it feels like a light gun game in that you're kind of guided you know, through the levels in that way. You obviously have a little bit more freedom than in a light gun game because you can teleport around. But, I mean, I found myself behaving similar to you to how you would, you know, behave in a time crisis game where I would usually try to find a place in the, in the section that I was where I had some cover and I would kind of go back and forth behind the cover and, you know, shoot at enemies and then take cover and reload and then shoot at enemies some more and just kind of back and forth like that. And the feedback all feels very arcadey to me in a very good way. Like, you know, a lot of the feedback that you would get from a light gun game where, you know, you're shooting at the enemies and there's kind of this exaggerated, you know, flashing where you hit the enemies and you can tell, like, you get that good sense of I'm hitting them and you know that, you know, your, you know, your aim is, is correct and that you're getting all that. That you get that same kind of feedback here. You can actually see your bullets um, as kind of like light bursts or laser bursts or whatever they are in the air, kind of similar to like a, a space pirate trainer. And so you get, you really know, like you, you see where your shots are going to go. And so you don't have to worry so much about aiming in a more, you know, realistic sense, but you know, it still feels like you're, you're, you know, making, effort to aim and you're you know shoot and so it's not it's not too hard it's not too easy it's just right and and you really get a good sense of feedback when you're hitting enemies and stuff and the graphics are actually really really good overall i think the the level of production of the production quality here is really high i mean the voice acting is really bad i don't know if that was done intentionally or not <laughs> to mimic some of those games yeah. like some of it literally sounded like it was like either like poorly translated or just bad in general, but like it, you know, it, it had its, its, its function, I guess. And yeah, that's kind of, and, and the reason I said at the beginning, even though I didn't get too far in the game that I felt confident about talking about it here is that I did have quite a bit of fun with it. And from what I like, from what I understand, most of what I played of the game so far is actually available in demo form that you can pick up on Steam for free. So I, I purchased the game, and I, I believe I purchased it when it was on sale. I'm not quite sure, um, but I did see that it was about $25 right now, which I think is probably a little steep, but at the same time, if you're into that sort of thing, like, there's no reason not to download the demo check it out and then decide whether you want to purchase the game or not. That's obviously part of why they have the demo there, but I would encourage everyone like you Tuesday and like just anyone that, that, you know, likes 
shooting games, likes those kind of arcade, arcade style uh, light gun games to go download the demo and give it a shot. Cause I, I think it is a lot of fun. So no, I mean, I'm, I'm all about uh, shooters. So this definitely yeah. sounds like something up my alley and I'm, I'm curious, did you get a chance to try out the multiplayer at all? I tried, and that was what was kind of bumming me out a little bit. When I had initially picked it up, I actually thought that the multiplayer might be, you know, a big driving force because it seems like, you know, there's quite a few reviews. And I've seen the game it, talked about quite a bit, so I figured there's a decent player base for it. Yeah, so maybe I just went in. So like again, I, I've had limited time with the game, so it might just be that I picked a bad time to try to get into a match. But there was nobody there when I tried to play, so I, I literally, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. If people want to, if people have been playing the game and they want to give me, uh, like you know, want to correct anything in the in the in the comments or something as to what the best times are to get into a game and how to go about, I just hit quick match. And got into a game and kind of waited around for a few minutes, and no one showed up. And then I, I just, I, I got out of it. But I mean, it seems like it would be a game that would work really well, like with this type of. I mean, think of it as like a Smashbox uh, arena, and that you know, there's these kind of set maps that are designed for multiplayer bouts, and the and, but but rather than having you know, kind of the slower. Um, you know, more deliberate firing of the of the balls. Here, you actually have guns that have like more quick projectiles. So, and it's and it's still somewhat arcadey. So it's not you know it's not like an onward type game by any stretch. It's it's arcadey. It's kind of fast paced, fun, kind of a little bit looser, and aim doesn't have to be as precise as a game like that because you know really you can see your bullets and you can kind of adjust with your eyes you know, on the fly rather than, you know, just straight up trying to aim precisely. Um, but yeah, and, and it does have, I mean, from what I could tell on, on, in, on the uh, updates, it looks like initially, I don't know how it initially, initially launched, um, but at some point it looks like multiplayer ended up being uh, locomotion movement only which is different than the single player. The single player is definitely all teleportation. And then it looks like they must have added back teleportation into multiplayer. So maybe it started out teleportation, you know, specific, then they, they switched it to locomotion and then they decided to have both. I'm not exactly sure, but it does look like the most recent thing is that they added back in uh, teleportation. So there are those options for people out there that, you know, want to try locomotion or teleportation or one versus the other. Me, me personally, I didn't really like locomotion very much in the game. I, I did try it, um, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, care for it very much. But maybe in multiplayer, you need that to have a leg up. I'm not sure, but. Um, uh, I mean, it, it makes sense because the thing is, one way or the other, you're, you're going to have one side complaining about if there's exactly. only if there's only one type of movement. So at this point it's for developers it's probably safer just to add both in. Yeah. So so yeah, so so for those people wanting to know it definitely has both. So assuming you can find a match, um, it looks like it would be a lot of fun. I just I wasn't able to play it when I when I tried checking out the game. So but that said like I mean I still think I I believe there's three levels total in the single player. I didn't even get through the first. I, I guess that is one thing to mention. 
Um, this isn't going to affect most users, but actually the reason I died in the game and, and kind of just decided to, to call it quits from there, um, at least for the moment, was that uh, I ran into a section of the game where I had to use a shotgun, and it looked like, I mean, one of the things that I've heard is really great about this game is the fact that they do give you a lot of different fun, you know, kind of exaggerated weapons to, to mess with, like chain guns with unlimited ammo and, you know, different various types of machine guns and handguns and all that kind of stuff. But when I ran into the shotgun, it had a very satisfying type of reloading mechanism where, you know, you cocked it in front to shoot the, the shotgun, but it was very, like, the game, as far as I could tell, doesn't have any options to switch right versus left-handed. And so for me, trying to reload, like, like it kind of connects your hands together in a sense, having one hand stuck to the front of the gun to reload it, and your other hand, you know, stuck to the, the trigger, and it was fine when I was using normal single-handed guns, but when it required me to be connected, my hands to be connected for the shotgun, all of a sudden it felt super awkward because I'm not used to holding guns. I'm not used to holding it with the right hand and, and well, handling should, it. Well, you should clarify you that you're you're a lefty. I'm a lefty. Yeah, so. that's what. Yeah, no, I should have. Yeah, at the beginning when I was saying that this won't affect most users. I was going to get there and I somehow, <laughs> but yeah, so, so I'm left-handed and it didn't look like they had any option to really change that. And so it, like I did, I was able to use the gun and, and I knew what was going on. Like I knew I needed to do my best to reload it with my left hand and shoot with my right and all of that. But it just, after a while, given how many enemies were coming at me, eventually I just couldn't keep up with, you know, trying to, to manage dealing with the weird, awkward reloading for my hands and you know what was going on in the game and was was that the only that. gun that you could use at like during that part of the game yeah i mean again unless i'm missing something it looks like when you pick up uh, a power up probably until you use the power up up <laughs> power up 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 <laughs> uh until you you know use all of it it's you're kind of stuck with it so once i picked up that shotgun like Probably, if I were to play that section again, I would pro- I would try to use just the, the normal weapons instead of picking up the shotgun. So the shotgun's really cool. So I'd really I, I wish there was some kind of a feature where it would switch. It would let you pick whether you were right or left handed and and all that kind of stuff. But and there's also uh, I mean, not that it's like create like another kind of control quirk that maybe I'm missing something, but. Um, it does have bullet time, like slow-mo, and that stuff works really, really well in the game. However, I couldn't figure out a way to toggle it off once I turned it on. So sometimes the way you, 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 would, uh, you would start it, you basically build up a meter when you're shooting guys, and then, and then uh, one of the circle pads is used for teleportation, while the other circle pad is used to activate your, your slow-mo bullet time. And sometimes I would try to teleport, but hit the wrong circle pad, and it would initiate my bullet time at inconvenient times where I didn't really want to use it, and it wouldn't really let me shut it off. So I would just have to burn through it all, and then I wouldn't have it for you know a more appropriate time. So so those are just like little things. Maybe maybe I'm missing a control here or there. Maybe there's a way to to 
to stop bullet time once you enable it, or or maybe that's a specific de- design choice that well, they want you to kind of be forced and, to. And and also like maybe if you spend more time, you know, once once you spend more time and get acclimated to the controls, it might become a little exactly. more natural. Exactly. So it, it wasn't that it was unnatural. It just it was just something I noticed that I would sometimes do by mistake. So, but but all that said, like these are all minor quirks. I mean, honestly, it's the like. With VR titles, usually the thing that sells me the most is just if they get the feel right. And whether there's a ton of content here or not, or whether there's you know uh, always going to be people in the multiplayer or not, the, they get the feel right. Like it, it feels fun and it feels different enough from most other shooters in terms of that arcadey vibe that I think it's definitely worth checking out. And there's no downside. Like worst case scenario, if you don't like it or you think that you kind of got your your fill of it after playing the demo, then then you don't have to purchase it. But it's it's nice that they that they give you that opportunity. And I do think for some people out there, um, it's definitely worth checking out. So, yeah, these these demos are a great idea by uh, by the developers. I, I think it it really allows people to get a good sense of the game uh, without having to make a you know, a hard financial decision if, if, if it is a, a tough financial decision, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, just be able to try it out easily and for free, uh, is fantastic. So I will be personally looking into the game and, uh, we'll let you guys know. Very cool. So, yeah, so, so I guess it's your turn now. What, what so, did you get to play today? So I, I guess I did, I did another shooter. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of a variation. So, I uh, I revisited a game that we probably talked about way back in the beginning of this show. Um, sorry, not, not this episode, like this podcast, and that is Rec Room. Uh, so Rec Room has not so quietly been adding in some really great updates. Uh, they they had the quest a little while ago, and now they had this Rise of the Jumbotron, which is a shooter that you go into with, I want to say, th- up to three other people. And it's it's very uh, not arcadey, but it's cartoonish is the, is the word that I would use. But it's by no means easy. It's it's actually very difficult, and you need to coordinate very well with the group of people that you have. So I I played several rounds of it, um, never getting to the end. But you know I had a solid group with me, and I I, I I don't know how far we made it. I know one guy's finished it before and said that you know there was still quite a bit to go. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. It's fun. And I, what I like about it is that it's, it's very much, um, it's like, it's, it's cooperative based. So, you know, Wait, what, what kind of, yeah, like that, that actually, it almost sounded, and I, I don't think you have like any experience with like uh, world of Warcraft or those type of games, but it almost sounded like, like that kind of level in those kind of games, you know, people get together in groups to take on challenges and, 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 and dungeons and whatnot. And, and, and it sounds like, like this is similar in that you, it, they pair you with some people and then you, you have to work together to, to get to the end. Yeah, no, it's, it's really just a shooter. There's, there's not like any, there's not like puzzles or things that you need to solve. Like it's, it's really just a shooter, but it's but difficult as hell. Yeah. Like yeah, there's, no, there's different types of like, like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say like, do you guys have different abilities or uh, just like different that? different guns? Um, but okay. the thing is, like, you can change your guns throughout the the thing, and like as you go along, you get access to more powerful guns. So you know, there's like a pistol, a shotgun, a uh, machine gun, a sniper, and 
if there's any if there's any other guns, then we just we, we didn't get that far. But um, and and again, like this, these are not like realistic. They're very like they're like futuristic laser guns um, mm-hmm. that shoot out beams that you can see, so you can kind of you know point and um, point shoot and then aim type of uh, type of deal. But there's you know the and the, the you're being attacked by robots that aren't like they're not raw data robots they're they're like little boxes that have wheels on them that just kind of <laughs> roll towards you and shoot red lasers at you while you shoot blue lasers back at them so um, is it satisfying like are the mechanics that like does it feel yeah feel i mean cool? well you know you know the thing with rec room like rec room like it's always had a good feel to it everything mm-hmm. you know like it, it reminds me a lot of paintball uh but in a much more you know shooter shooter centric type of format um, gotcha. and you know like i said what's what's cool about this is the fact that like it's cooperative and you're going up against the computer um so the thing is like you know like i said earlier like I, i've played onward i've played pavlov um and and i'm sure with bullet bullet sorrow vr like there's you, you play against other people and yeah that's that's fun um and i'm sure that most people would probably prefer that but there's like a nice element of being able to play like just you you know you and your crew against uh the the ai and so the ai in this is no, and, I, and and for i think a lot of people i mean i know for me and there's definitely a lot of people out there like that as well i mean sometimes you just don't have like i don't have the time to get really amazingly good at some of these more challenging you know skill based type games and being able to join a group and go at the computer with the help of other people you know, makes it more fun for me because it's not, it's not always fun to play one of those games where, you know, you get in and you're against people that are spending hours and hours in the game. And it's just like constant, you know, spawn, die, spawn, die, spawn, die. Like having, having a game where you go up against the computer and you can coordinate with other people gets you a lot of the, the, the benefits and of, of, you know, being able to interact with people and have a social experience that's fun while at the same time you know not having all of that frustration as a new player yeah i mean that's actually a really great great point to bring up i mean the the camaraderie is great like i i mean i just kind of met all the people online i just randomly joined and everybody kind of filled out the room from there and that's that's actually i think one of the strengths of the rec room so if, if somebody if anybody who's listening is still sleeping on rec room the game is free like you, there's just no reason for you not to get it and i and i know I know some of the knocks against it are, um, you know, unwanted uh, people or kids or something like that. But, you know, I, I feel like the developers have done a really good job of trying to curb that, get people with bad behavior, you know, where you can kind of boot them or become invisible to them or kind of create your own. I think it's like a party, um, like your, your own group of people that you can connect with easily and jump mm-hmm. into and out of games. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so yeah, at, at the end of the day, like Rec Room is, is still like, it's got the player base for it and it's got a lot of cool, you know, experiences in it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually a little embarrassed to say this, but I, I'm curious to get your perspective too, or not your perspective, but just your time frame. But I actually, when I was, when I was playing it for, for this week, I realized I hadn't jumped to, into Rec Room in literally months. Like it's been months since I've played Rec Room, and I, like that kind of just took me aback. And I, I, you know, the thing is, like, I'll be honest, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, is the fact that like whenever you know, with, with the limited 
VR time that we have, we're always trying to try new games for the podcast or to prepare for interviews for things like that. Um, so it just, it kind of blew my mind that I, I hadn't been into Rec Room for, for a couple of months, but when's the last time you jumped in? No, same thing. It, it's been a while. So like, these are actually like when I, yeah, when I saw that they had these quests and single player stuff kind of added in, it really made me, man, I, I really need to jump in and play and, and we're probably going to have to play it sometime soon just to kind yeah, of we should. have fun. And cause yeah, like it, it's, it's a good reminder. Like you said, we are kind of outliers in terms of we're kind of required by what we do to try out new stuff every week and move on from title to title. But there's a lot of games out there that, you know, are continuing to improve. I mean, and we've talked about improvements before and the fact that a lot of, if not most VR titles are early access and, you know, some are, you know, added to more than others, but you know, that's definitely something that's kind of par for the course when it comes to some of these games. But um, it's easy to forget that, you know, as more and more titles come out, that there are still these amazing, like the gems that we cited months ago are not, you know, they're not going away. They're, they're only getting they're better. Still, they're only getting better. They're just as vibrant as they were back then. And if you are a VR headset owner, and you have access to these. You don't really. I mean, to some extent, you don't always need new games every week because you can go. There's some, you know, good old faithful titles like like Rec Room that you know. Anytime you need to, you want to have some fun and go and kind of mess around in a social experience. I mean, that's the one thing. I think no matter what, if you want to show someone what social VR is like and what the possibilities are. I mean, some titles are full of people when they first launch, but then kind of, you know, kind of dry up or you're not always sure, you know, how the experience. I feel pretty confident that if you're trying to show off what social VR is like to a friend that's not tried it before, Rec Room is, should be your go-to title because there's so many people trying it out. It's so good. And there's always so many fun new things that I, I think it's always going to be something fresh that you can pull out and, and have a good time with. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, the movement, everything is so easy in Rec Room that, like, you can literally just take someone who's had very, like, limited experience in VR, might even be their first time, and mm -hmm. just kind of drop them in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and they, they'd be able to, to kind of navigate from there and explore like they'd never have to even leave like that little common area because there's so much to play with and do and just yeah. kind of mess around with in VR. No, really like a hundred percent. Like if it was just a lobby, that would be impressive enough. But the fact that they have gone to all these links to add all of these other features, is just, I mean, rec room is, is a work of art. There's, there's really nowhere, no way else to say it. Yep. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I hope I covered the uh, the game enough. And I, this wasn't like an in-depth review of Rec Room, but uh, again, we highly recommend getting it. Um, and, you know, if, if you if you got away from it for some of the the social issues it was having, which which is not the reason that I got away from it, because that not that it never bothered me, but I, I guess I was never too affected by it. Um, but I, I know other people, I know other people were, so I don't want to, uh, to downplay that. Mm. But um, I, I would say that like after going in this week 
and playing the games like or just going in after a very long time i felt like my experience was still very high quality and of course like this this um you know the new things that they've added like the quest which we we didn't cover but i, I played in the past and that's that's similar to what jumbotron is like if, you, if you've tried quest then you'll you'll know exactly what the feel of jumbotron is um with quest yeah and i, and I might have misspoken when i was kind of conflating the two a little bit but Oh no, that's fine. Yeah, so the yeah with quest just for anybody who's curious, like it's the like it's the same thing, but you just have uh, a bow and arrow, and um, yeah, you get two options. You can either be a bow and arrow person, or or sorry, I don't know why I said it that way. You can either be an archer, or you can have a sword and shield, uh, and you have to work with your team of you know with a team of four to navigate through. Uh, this, but that that was difficult as well, and so Jumbotron is more like the uh, the futuristic version with uh, with the shooter base. Very cool. But yeah, so uh, that's that's all I got. You got anything else? No, that's that's it. So that was pretty pretty solid, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. And um, <laughs> hopefully, if you guys haven't checked out those games, uh, this will give you a little bit more insight into into how they. Um, how they work, I guess. But yeah, yep. let's go ahead and uh, and wrap up and just a, a, so a couple quick things before we go. The first, just want to mention again that uh, every month we're giving away a Steam gift card. It'll be twenty bucks, and the way that you can enter is by, uh, I'm sorry, the way that you can enter is by leaving a review on iTunes because we're trying to grow the podcast there. Uh, let us know how we're doing, good, bad, whatever it is. We just want to get the feedback and hopefully sh help share this with other people. And then so take a screenshot of that and send it to contact at everythingvive.com. And uh, the uh, instructions will be in the show notes as well. But we'll continue doing that. We pulled our first winner at the beginning of this month and we'll have our next winner next month. And um, yeah, we appreciate everyone, everybody who's left a review and who's entered so far. And uh, we'll continue to do this for the foreseeable future. Um, the next and I guess last thing that I wanted to cover is uh, something that you and I had talked about previously, Ronnie, but I guess we should kind of just mention it here as well. And that's the uh, the format of the show going forward. And so mm -hmm. I know we when we started off, we were doing three episodes a week and we kind of split up the different sections into different episodes. And then, and then we consolidated some of them and... I know after that consolidation, we we really just it's been really tough to to kind of keep to that schedule, and so I think it's it's important for us, and you know, out of respect for for you guys, and we appreciate you listening and tuning in uh, on a weekly basis. We want to make sure that we are releasing these uh, you know this content on a regular schedule. So we are going to cut down to one episode a week. Uh, first off, sorry for that for anybody who wants more, but. Um, just for, for our sanity, for our schedules, and especially with summer coming up, um, mm -hmm. we, we, it's, a lot of it is actually just wanting to make sure we can still continue to deliver high quality content. And so, you know, with, like I said, with schedules coming up and being crazy, I don't want us to jump in and play a game for only half an hour and then give our thoughts on it because that's not really a fair, that's not really a fair, uh, perspective on, on what the game has to offer. Uh, mm -hmm. So what what we're trying to do, or at least what our game plan is moving forward, is to alternate every week between an interview and uh, these game talk episodes, and hopefully we'll be able to get Damon on some of these game talks episodes as well because he brings a unique perspective. I'm sorry, he brings a unique perspective uh, and tries a bunch of different games that Ronnie and I haven't heard of, and and that he yep. introduces us to. So that'll give you guys a little bit more. Um, 
of a range of games as well. And so, we, you know, with, with that being said, and we, we do have uh, other interviews lined up, actually, especially next week, we're really excited to share with you uh, next week's interview. So um, if any of you have played Raw Data, uh, we talked to Servios, but we'll, uh, we'll, we won't put any spoilers or anything here and um, just have you guys kind of wait, <laughs> wait until we drop that one next uh, Thursday. And so that being said, Thursday is the days we will shoot for to release these episodes. And I think I covered everything. Uh, did I miss anything, Ronnie? No, that was that was thorough and well and well stated. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think this will work work out best for us and for for everyone out there listening. And if you guys have any suggestions on stuff that you'd like to see us cover, just you know, as always, just leave it in in the comments. And 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 we always like to hear from you guys. So. Absolutely. So, yeah, with uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and close this episode out. Ronnie, I hope the rest of your week is not as long as the first half of it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly shouldn't. There, I don't think there's any way it could be. So. Good, good. Cool, Matt. Well, enjoy the rest of your week. For everybody listening, thank you again for tuning in, guys. We really do appreciate it. This podcast has grown, I think, beyond our expectations, and that's all because of you guys. And uh, we, we really do appreciate it and hope that you are enjoying the content. Hope that you're enjoying the games that we're recommending and uh, anybody who's gotten a free Steam key or anything like that. We're, we hope you're enjoying those games. Uh, and, you know, we just hope to continue to be able to, to bring cool stuff like that to you. So... With that being said, I'll end this long-winded outro. And um, yeah, Ronnie, take care, man. <laughs> all right, you too. We'll, we'll see you guys all later. Take care.